so I've got one of my friends here on the podcast today, and I'm really excited about Michael Arias joining us here on the Dental Practice Launch Podcast. Michael is the ground marketing expert in you know dental startups and, and dental practices in general. And so this is why I'm excited. Uh, we're talking marketing. I love marketing. Michael, how's it going, man? How have things been in, in your neck of the woods? Hey, man. I appreciate you inviting me on, coming on. Congrats on the, the relaunch or the rebrand of the podcast, too. It's uh, it's going to be exciting, going to help a lot of people. But uh, things are going good over here, man. I, weather's crazy in L.A. Uh, for the those listening who are in L.A., we're like, yeah, Monday we were in 80-something degree weather. Now it's like 40, 50-something. It's, it's all over the place, you know, but uh, kind of going with the – and I know some people are like, 50 ain't that cold. <laughs> <You> know, <laughs> but for us it is, or for me it is, at least, so – um, yeah, man, it's been, it's been good. How about you? How have you been? It's, yeah, it's been great, man. It's, um, you know, got a lot going on, which is, you know, fun and we've, uh, we're enjoying it. Just enjoying the journey, seeing, you know, uh, working with a lot of startup practices, which is really what our passion is. And, and I know your passion as well. And for our audience, most of you probably know Michael, but for those of you who don't, uh, Michael's the host of the Dental Marketer podcast, uh, podcast, you know, I've been on many different times and, and they just put out a lot of great content. So if you're not following them, definitely go check them out. Uh, but he's also, you know, got his hands in a, a lot of different projects from making of a dental startup, um, you know, worked with Sandy Purdue and her podcast. And, and Michael is very well uh, just known in the dental community for his ground marketing and strategy and tactics that um, you know, practice owners can use. And that's really what we're going to be talking about today, which I'm excited about. And for those of you who are considering a startup, or maybe you're in the process of opening a startup, one of the common questions that we always get is, when do we start all of our marketing campaigns? Everything from digital campaigns to maybe it's mailers, ground marketing. And I feel like there's a lot of different answers out there when it comes to that. But for you, Michael, you've been doing this for years and you've helped a lot of really successful startups you know, get off the ground. What have you found is like a, a timeline like for ground marketing? I know that's a broad term, but what what's kind of the, the the timelines before even the opening on when that should begin, do you think? Yeah, man, that's a good question. So if it's a startup, right, um, typically we like to do it around three to four months before opening. Um, this is just ground marketing alone, right? Marketing in general, like, man, you should have started documenting your process when you thought about opening up your practice, right? Like, okay, I'm going to and start documenting that on social media and everything like that. But ground marketing specifically where you're setting up booths, attending events, things like that, um, like I'd say a good hit is three to four months only because sometimes they will ask. Well, not sometimes. They will always ask. There will be people who ask if you're at an event, are you guys available? Are you open? Are you, are you available right now? Tomorrow, right? And you like know, as soon you're as I can get in. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you're not. But you still want to get their information, right? Name, numbers, and things like that. Um, and then let them know. We'll let you know as soon as we're open. And sometimes they'll be like, oh, I need somebody right now. It's like, okay, if I can still have your information, I'll let you know. Maybe something can happen, right? Whatever. Um, although you know, like, you're not going to fast forward the construction process and a week from now be open. But you can give them updates, Right. And people like that. They like these these updates, like meaningful updates, not like, hey, you know, we just got a CBCT. State the benefit of the updates, right? Like, oh my gosh, we're getting nervous. We're ramping up. I can't believe it's happening in three weeks from now. This is something I've been thinking about since blah, 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 right? Um, that's if they're through email, right? 
uh, you get their email information. If you get their phone number, you can know you can let them know through text messaging, like, hey, guess what? Countdown four mo- four weeks out, three weeks out, right? Every time. But you always want to get their information. Um, and I recommend, yeah, three to four months beforehand. Yeah. And, and when you say, you know, get their information, I know there's a lot of different ways of doing this and a lot of different types of information. So what are some of that basic information that you should be getting, you know, name, email, what, what else? Yeah. So normally, typically what I like to do is name, contact information, best time to reach them at, right? Um, I used to ask them like text or call. Now I just do both, right? Regardless, even if they're like, what? I just feel like everybody can text now. Um, email, I never really ask for anymore unless it's prior to opening up, right? I'll ask for number and email. Just cause I can give them like a little bit of a story of who we are. But sometimes these emails, like as you know, they go through spam or they go through their folder or maybe I wrote down a letter wrong or they wrote down a letter wrong or something and it's returned to sender. So email doesn't always uh, a fit. Now that's why I always get their number. I can contact them immediately. And plus when you get a text message, you know, you kind of like, immediately look at it you're like what who's this and you you realize who it is in their top of mind compared to an email so i'd say get both if you can but definitely name contact information best time to reach them at best time to reach them at so you know hey you told me to call you at this time you know like 5 p.m or 6 p.m or something right and then you can kind of see a good amount of chunks like it looks like everybody wants me to call them after work at 4 p.m and on so I'm going to make sure I call everybody at five, right? Instead of like sporadically calling people different times and, and doing all that. So, so yeah. Do you, on before the opening, do you do anything that asks like for an appointment time? Like what would be your preferred day of appointment or is it too soon? You know, if it's three months before you've opened or whatever, is it too soon to ask a question like that? I mean, you could. I just feel like there might be more important questions to ask um, later on or even then. I feel like it might be too soon in the sense of delays happen, right? Like you've heard that a ton of times like, oh, we thought we were going to be open this week. Now we have to call them and reschedule them and, you know, all these things. And and you don't want to do that all the time. So um, delays can happen. It can be too soon if you ask them for a, a specific appointment time. But you could, if you know exactly and you have full faith or confidence in your your construction guy and you're like, we will be open on January 1st, no matter what, then you could, you know what I mean? And, and, and book that out. But I'd say maybe like a month out, that's when you want to start doing that. One question I've seen some dentists get hung up on when we're doing these coming soon, whether it's ads or the ground marketing is... You know, I, I think you're on to something where you say there's more important co- uh, information to get because you don't want to have somebody who wants to get on your VIP list or whatever it is to have to answer 10 or 15 questions to get on it because that's a, a barrier of entry. But something that I commonly hear is should I have something that says, you know, ask them if they have dental insurance? If so, who's their provider? So I know that. Again, going back to this initial kind of getting the lead information phase, is that something that you typically tell people to hold off on once you contact them? Or do you have them put that information down uh, when you're collecting their information? Um, Once you're open and everything, I can ask for that during conversation, right? Um, Sometimes. The point of ground marketing, if you're at an event, 
or I guess the point of an event, right? If you're at an event uh, doing a booth or something like that, is just to get the names and numbers. That's it. You don't want to have to like, okay, do you qualify and everything? No, you can do all that over the phone, right? The point of that moment is to create that human-to-human interaction, that relationship, that unique moment, that emotional connection, and then boom, you got their information. They're still hot on your mind. You're still hot on their mind. Contact them within 48 hours, right? And then you continue to answer their questions over the phone. Um, if, what kind of insurance do you have? Things like that. But if it's before opening, I wouldn't, I wouldn't really ask that. Um, especially since you're still probably like getting credentials uh, in and stuff like that. You're trying to see, okay, what insurances are going to, we're going to be rolling with, which ones are not. Um, so I wouldn't focus too much on, on that when it comes to the initial part, right? I'd ask more questions like, um, if they're like, yeah, put me down and I'm, I'm willing to wait. Why are they willing to wait? Right. Um, you can kind of hone in on your brand that way. Uh, maybe the last person, their last practice, oh, I hated them. I didn't like them. They make me wait or they do this or blah, blah, blah. Right. Um, you can kind of focus a little bit more on that. And then now you're starting to create a little bit more of your brand, right? Uh, you can kind of create your messaging a little bit better that way. Um, so there's, there's better kind of like a little bit of better things you can ask. So, you know, there's, let's say you're at a community event and here in a second, we'll get into where are some places that you need to be doing ground marketing you know, for your startup and we'll dive into that deeper. But let's say you're at a community event, you have a booth set up. How important is it, Michael, to be prepared for that? Because, you know, it's one thing, and I'm guilty of this myself, I've gone to a conference before and felt just totally unprepared. And then once I was there, I was like, okay, what should I be talking about with people? Like, you know, should I be asking them questions? So for you, what do you think, like how important is it to come prepared if you're gonna have a booth and is it about trying to build rapport and, and, and get to know them so, so that way they feel, I don't know, more invested in your, your practice when you open? What, what are your thoughts on the preparation of something like that? Yeah, you, you always, I mean, you can always be prepared for everything, right? And you, thinking back, even if however prepared you come, you can always be like, I should have prepared probably a little bit more. But don't let yourself um have paralysis by analysis right to be like i need to prepare a little bit better and then i can do this event no just go do it go do the event right and the best thing i can tell you is um a lot of the times we get caught up with what are we going to give out spin the wheel we got to do all these things right you don't you don't have to do all that remember the name of the game is to create that connection i mean there's really six things when it comes to ground marketing you want to have that personal touch right that human to human interaction you want to create memorable experiences. So lasting impressions, right? You're the only one talking to this person, creating that moment right now in that conversation. So all these times when we're doing digital ads and everything and you're talking to them through the phone or your front office is talking to them through the chat feature on your website, you're doing that in real time with someone. So that's the memorable experience, right? Number three is the targeted approach. Now you're in a specific location targeting a specific, so a daycare. Right, you're in a daycare section, or maybe you're at a school, or maybe you're at an apartment complex. You know your demographic. It's a targeted approach now, or senior citizens, right? Demographic, targeted approach. And then number four is you're building that emotional connection. That's when you're maybe they might talk to you and be like, "Man, you know what? Look, I've always wanted specific implants right here, or right there, or a bridge, but I've just have to been dealing with these unfit dentures this whole my whole life or whatever right they i just want to eat better you're creating that emotional connection and then five is word of mouth 
I mean, that's where the memorable experiences happen. People are going to be walking around your event or your booth and be like, hey, where'd you get that balloon? My kid wants a balloon or whatever. Like, oh, it's this booth over here. It's that person over there, right? People are going to see you, word of mouth, um, through social media, word of mouth, right? Uh, when it comes to like your booth setup or whatever, they'll take pictures, word of mouth. And then six would be the data collection. You collect their information. You get all their preferences or whatever, their information, contact information, and then boom, that's um, what you're going to do. So it's mainly those six things when it comes to ground marketing. And that's why it's, it's, it's very immediate, I guess you could say, right? Very effective. So when you're at a booth, notice like none of that really mattered like, Dude, make sure you have like the brightest spin the wheel color and all that stuff. No, what you want to have is like a booth and just your hygiene kits, just your hygiene kits, take them apart because the name of the game when you're at a booth is not convenience. You don't want them to just grab the baggie and go. You want them to stay there and be like, hey, grab whatever you want. It's free. Put them in the little baggie, grab one of each. They're grabbing it, putting it one of each. And be like, You know what? This week or this month, LA Fitness and us decided to partner up to give you, the customers here, the residents here, whoever here, your incentive, right? It can be whatever incentive. A new patient exam, a free whitening or whatever. Uh, all, what everybody's doing is they're giving us their name and number, and I can put you down, and I personally will give you a call. They're like, yeah, sure, put me down, and boom, you're creating conversation, right? But if they just grab a baggie and go, let's just say you have two people there, three people there, people are just going to grab one, grab another, grab another, and that's what you don't want right so you it's really what matters most is the person that's there ground marketing making sure they keep these six points in mind right i got to collect the data that's the main thing or that's one of the main things then i have to have that connection i have to create relationship rapport right um so it kind of comes down to that it's all psychology at the end mm -hmm. of the day and i thought michael brought up a good point right there about you don't want people to just grab a bag and be on their way and then they you know, got a bunch of your stuff, but they never really able to you know, stop and make, you, know, you didn't have time to make a connection with them. But by keeping everything separated out and they're putting that into the bag, that gives you time to have that conversation with them, build the rapport like you talked about. And then there's much more easy of a easier connection there. Have you ever read the book, How to Win Friends and Influence People by Dale Carnegie? I don't think I've ever read that book. Like uh, I know, right? I, I read a ton, but I never read that. That's book. a good one. You should, um, yeah, you should definitely read that one. That, but that's what it reminds me of where it talks about, I mean, the name of the game is how to win friends and influence people. And one of the things there is connection and how can you, if you're providing something for somebody, there's this like reciprocity rule, right? Where they're going to want to you know, do something for you or be more invested in you. And I feel like a lot of these uh, six points here that you listed off ties right back into that, which is like a proven psychological effect on humans, right? Where at the end of the day, mammals and we are somewhat predictable. So that was, that was really good. Now, one of the things I wanted to, to kind of follow up there was on, you'd mentioned a, a variety of different avenues that you can do ground marketing at. And I'm sure depending on the type of practice you have, you know, that's different. So like schools, daycares, like for pediatric dentists, you know, great spots, senior living communities, things like that for somebody who's wanting to do implants. Um, what are some like for, let's just say it's a general dental practice to start. Mm -hmm. So it's GP. What are maybe three, four different uh, places or type of ground marketing uh, campaigns that a, a startup that's going to be opening in three or four months should, should look at? Yeah. It's a good question. So if it's general, um, 
first of all, that's the, uh, to me, that's the beauty of ground marketing. Like nothing is off limits. Nothing. Uh, only what we put in our minds. Are like, I don't know if I should go there. Maybe, right? But if it's like the Costco, right? Costco's one. Like, for example, like places like that, like Costco, Sam's Club. I would, I would definitely go there. They have... They allow you to set up a booth in their employee lounge center. So every single time employees take a break, you're there. You're just there with them. Same thing with the post office. They allow that early in the morning. So before they all go out, you're there. You're able to be there in the in their break room, in their area where they get ready uh, and just talk to them for a little bit, right? Same thing with um, hotels even. Hotels will allow you, specific hotels, uh, mainly the big ones, they allow you to be like, Hey, you want to come to our office, uh, team meeting in the mornings, right? You have to be there kind of early, but you, you can be there in the team meetings once a month. They allow you to be there and you can present your membership plan or whatever. So if it was specific locations, I'd say mainly I would do, depending on how young you want to go, right? Like meaning like daycares or stuff like that. I would definitely do apartment complex. They're really, really good. They will always provide you a ton of uh, new patient leads and potential new patients. Um, the next thing I would do is I would do anything cosmetic or like maybe gyms, right? Gyms, fitness locations, they're great because it's people looking to improve themselves. Um, so you can definitely go on the cosmetic side for that. Um, senior citizens are fantastic, uh, especially if you want to, you know, do a little bit more of uh, targeted approach. And what I mean by that is, don't overthink it with senior citizens. They're going to let you do presentations and stuff like that. And sometimes you think you have to walk in there and do a implant presentation or something. But no, like all you got to do is just say, what questions or concerns do you guys have that I can answer for you? And once that one person starts asking about insurance or whatever, it's mainly insurance, but like, oh, do you take my insurance or anything like that? Everybody else will start talking and answering. And it just becomes like an hour of like you're you're their person who's like, he got the answers. She got the answers. Take my information. Yes, I want to go see you, right? So quick Q&A is really, really good for that. So I would say those three right now. Like if you're really trying to hone in, target apartment complexes, I mean, you can be busy with that for years alone. Um, and then um, the senior citizens and then the other, what was the other place I said? It's a Jake daycare schools gyms hotels. gyms gyms is gyms is fantastic yeah like gyms would be a really good so i would do gyms uh if you had to pick gyms apartments and senior homes um or if you want you just go to your chamber of commerce go to business directory and check out there what businesses have the what specific business name like it can be like mechanic right or cosmetics or whatever and click to see which one has the most who what kind of patients you want coming from and then just target those businesses there. You don't even have to be a chamber, part of the Chamber of Commerce to do that. You can just go on their website. And, and one thing I'm curious is like, let's say if you're if you're going into that gym or going into that senior uh, citizen, uh, senior living uh, facility, maybe what are some things to come prepared with? I know earlier you mentioned the hygiene kits and, and things like that, but um, should you have a flyer, QR code? You know, what, what are some maybe uh, items that you should be equipped with when you go to one of these events? Yeah, so every event is probably going to be a little bit different, right? Or it is going to be a little bit different. You're not going to go to a daycare or gym with the same information and stuff as a senior home, right? Like Polydent and play, uh, things like that are, are really great. Or Polygrip are really great for um, 
seniors, uh, believe it or not. Uh, well, you know, it's for their dentures. So things like that, uh, maybe a toothbrush, uh, stuff that's easy, but it's more the, like I told you, a broken down hygiene kit. When it comes to seniors, it's more what you're going to be saying to them, how you're going to interact with them and talk to them. Um, same thing with gyms. Gyms, I would just do a broken down a hygiene kit as well if you want. Daycares or major, major events where it's like a health fair or something, I'd do a little bit more. One major thing I would implement is balloons. Balloons are fantastic and small, uh, not a big expense, but people will be people will be drawn to you not only because like okay that's where the balloons are coming from, but their kids who see the balloons are gonna be like I want a balloon, and they're gonna come and go to you right, and it's kind of cool seeing a sea of balloons in these health fair events with your brand, your logo on it, and and your colors. So I definitely do that when it comes to that. But the main thing you want to have is like a sign-up sheet. And if you want maybe like an iPad um, that's really to put their information on the practice management system immediately if they want to schedule an appointment on the spot or the sign-up sheet uh, that's there. And if it's a health fair, like a big event, two to three people at the booth. If it's a smaller event, like an apartment complex, it could be just like one, uh, one or two. But what matters most, Shane, is the person. Right, like you want that person to turn it on for those three hours, two hours, and and give it all they got. Right? Hey, how's it going? How are you doing? Oh my gosh! Even if they have headphones on, hey, how's it going? You know, even if they don't reply back, you want to talk to every single person first before they actually acknowledge you. Um, it helps a lot. Yeah, you can't just uh, you know sit there and expect people to come up to you and just start talking all the time. Like you may get a few here and there, but you have to be. I imagine you know standing up, standing by the booth, reaching out to people. Hey, how's it going? You know, it, like you had mentioned, um, it's it, it is a. I know dentists hate this word, but you have it's a sales process, right? So you have to bring kind of that energy where it's not like you're used car salesman, but you know you have to be talkative and be able to start building that relationship. You know, with the, somebody who's just passing by for a few seconds. Yeah, yeah, you're 100 percent right. I mean. If you think about it, business, somebody said this, I forgot who, but business is all about relationships. How well you build them determines how well they build your business. So you really have to create these relationships with people. I'm marking that. That's going to be one of our Instagram reels right there. (laughs) That was good. That's true, though. I mean, it is. It's all about relationships. So uh, as we're kind of like starting to uh, wrap up here and finalize one question I had before I wanted to get in kind of to our you know, top three, you know, actionable steps people can leave with after listening to this podcast. Um, but one is, should, is your, in your opinion, when you are doing one of these ground marketing events, should you take photos and post those on social media as well and, and tag like whatever business or location you're at? Or what are your thoughts on that? Yeah, man, 100%. Like you want to, so ground marketing is not like the end all, don't have to do anything else. Like, no, that's like another avenue, right, for your marketing. So you do want to take pictures, do these Instagram lives, Facebook lives, right? Let people know you're out in the community. Um, There's not, I don't think there's ever been a time where it's like, oh, we've had too much content from this event. No, it's like you want to have as much content as you can, like taking, but don't let that hinder you collecting the data. Right. So remember, there has to be priorities here or, or a priority. So collecting the data first 
And then when you have that, that slow time, downtime, instead of sitting down or being on the phone, be on your phone, but stand up and then start documenting things. Um, you know, use social media, take pictures, let people know where you're at. Definitely tag businesses, even tag the businesses around them. If you're even at a major event, tag the other booths around you and be like, hey, look, who's next to us, blah, blah, blah. Oh, hey, look, who's next to us, blah, blah, blah. And then they're, they're going to share it, right? Um, so you never want to just be... I mean, that's the worst thing. Every time we talk to our members, I'm like, you never want to be that person who's just on the phone looking down while people are walking by. That if you can be, yeah, be standing up as much as you can, be in front of the booth even as much as you can when it's like slower or whatever. Talk to the other vendors, sign them up, get their place of uh, business so you can go tomorrow to their actual place of business and drop off like sign up sheets and stuff for them. There's so much to do at these events and health fairs and things like that that never nobody should ever just be sitting down you know what i mean on there they should be creating that content for social media 100 percent. yeah great advice it's it's not enough to just check the box and say hey i went to this event i did ground marketing why didn't it work well did you actually interact with people or did you just kind of sit on your phone and like oh i hope so nobody comes up and talks to me you yeah. know yeah. so it's a, definitely you have to have that right mindset when when you go into it. So Michael, as we're starting to come to a close here, you know, what are just, you know, if three things that people should take away if they're starting to think about ground marketing for their practice, whether it's a startup, whether it's an existing practice, whatever the case is, just what are maybe those three last pieces of advice that you would give to our listeners? Um, number one, I mean, there's, there's, if you, if you are real serious about starting ground marketing and you're like, yes, I want to be that dentist who's out in the community or that practice who's out in the community being known and everything. First, you you have to hone in on your starter list, meaning like you can't just say, okay, let's just go out to the, the community. Tomorrow we're going to go out, guys. No, it has to be specific. So create your starter list. And the way you do that, and Shane, you're, you're, you know this, is really think about your existing patients or your favorite patients or who you want your favorite patients to be, right? Where do they work? Where do they live? Are they homeowners or apartment? loft people do they have kids where did their kids go to school do they shop do they like coffee Uh, what coffee shops do they go to you got to think about all this and really hone it down they like starbucks they live in these apartments they go to this montessori school they work at the amazon fulfillment center whatever boom now you have locations to go to right now you have specific type of businesses oh they go to wells fargo banks that means you're going to go to banks right kind of thing um, so create that starter list first and foremost. Uh, that way you're not just going out there. Second thing is I also want to know is each location has a different script. So you're not going to go into a bank and then use that same script to go into a daycare, right? You want to be very strategic with everything um, to prepare. So that's where community research comes in. A lot of the times we, let's just go with banks, right? A lot of the times we say, you know what, I want to go to all the banks and get the tellers to come in, get the employees to come in and all these things. So we're going to go to all Chase banks. But then you realize as you're doing community research and radius checks, you're like, holy snap, we only have one Chase bank in our location. And, you know, you probably have other smaller ones. So and so you're probably going to go to all these other ones. But then you, you do the math and you're like, are people really going to drive an hour away from from there to come see me? Probably not, right? So don't waste your time. So that'll be the second thing is do community research, really check to see like, okay, 
would this type of business be lucrative for me? Uh, would it not? Uh, do that, right? So create your starter list. See how many schools, how many banks, how many apartment complexes, how many coffee shops you have in your location. And if you feel like, okay, it's a great amount, target those. Even if you only have one, you're eventually going to target it, but I wouldn't focus on that. The third thing is pick one type of thing to target and dedicate that month to target it. So instead of just saying like, okay, we're going to go to, today we're going to go to apartment complexes, tomorrow we're going to go to some smaller businesses and stuff. No, be like this month, we're going to go to apartment complexes. There's 30 of them in our location. So we're really going to hone in, practice this script or practice our approach and go in and target them, right? And then you do that. You say, okay, 30 divided by four weeks. How many are we going to go to each week? And this is what we're going to say and what we're going to do. That way, you start spinning the wheels. You know what to do. Next week, you'll know what to do even better. Third week, you know the kinks around it. You know exactly what you need to uh, jump around, go around, whatever. And it becomes easier, so much easier. You can finalize, hone in on your script. And yeah, man, that's it, really. So starter list, community research, and radius checks, and then hone in on a specific business each month if you can. I love that. Yeah, it's like a deep focus so that it's like once you get in a, uh, if you like apartments you chose that month, after you do one or two, you know, then you start to kind of get in a flow as well. And it may be hard if you're jumping from apartment to gym to mm-hmm. grocery store, you know, and like you had said, the messaging is different in all of those locations. So I really like that insight of pick one you know, thing, if it's apartments, go all in on that for a month and you know, you'll, you'll get in a rhythm with it too, which then will make that ground marketing that much more effective. And this was awesome. Um, I know like I'm literally going to send this out to all of our startups um, because it's like, this is great advice. But for those who are wanting to dive deeper into this, Michael, and really learn how can I take, you know, my ground marketing to the next step, uh, how can they get in contact with you? What's the best way uh, to, for them to reach out to you and your material? Yeah, man. The best way I can help you guys when it comes to ground marketing is two ways. Um, if you're a pediatric dentist, we have the pediatric dental marketing course, and that's with Manal Sampat and myself. So you get the digital marketing side on how to do make it with your team, and then at the same time, the ground marketing side. Uh, mm-hmm. But if it's, you know, you're not a pediatric, the ground marketing course, that one's all everything I know and my team and members know in that course. And so we give specifics like, hey, you want to learn how to get into Oshkosh Bagash? Watch this video, right? It's specific to Oshkosh Bagash. Or if you want to get into uh, karate classes or whatever, like that's specific for that too, or senior homes. And so those are a little bit more, everything in the ground marketing course is in there uh, where we kind of update it, utilize it. So that's the two best ways I can help you. Um, other than that, the podcast, or you can find a ton of information on thedentalmarketer.org. Yeah, and you've also got a great Facebook group. Definitely plug the Facebook group because I learn a lot in that group as well. Yeah, the Dental Marketer Society is our is our Facebook group. And so, yeah, we we put a lot of what we what our guests talk about and what we talk about in there too. No, definitely go check out Michael's stuff. Um, the ground marketing course, I've, I've just heard nothing but great things about it from clients that we have that's that's used it. And um, you know, it's this guy knows his stuff. So definitely reach out and uh, learn you know, more about how you can up your, your ground marketing game. Michael, thank you so much, man, for, for hopping on here, sharing these insights. I cannot wait to share this with our audience. 
and uh, we'll have to do it again soon. All right, man. Thank you for having me.